spectacular. Shafi. Shafi, are you there? The High Network is an exciting new streaming service coming this fall. It will be a 24-7 broadcasting Yo Yohomoth. Featuring premium content and expert advice on cars, health, faith, fatherhood, parent parenting, religious values, cooking crafts, movies, personal responsibility, and more. Night has fallen once again over the hill country surrounding Austin, Texas, as it so often does right about this hour, right about the, uh, this, the time of around sunset, we find the sky darkens, the birds go home, and, uh, and we find ourselves once again behind our mics in, in our fake garages, inside real garages, in the environs, inside the Austin city limits, from which we do this wonderful little joint we like to call One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. We uh, have some things to explore with you today, as, as you know, we often do. Things that are on our mind, things that are off our minds, things that are dri driving us out of our minds. And uh, speaking of out of our minds, let's welcome our good friend. Uh, you know him, you love him. He is, he has mandibles like the Predator. He is a Montserrat Mistaker and a Martinique Magnifica. He's Matthew, Ram Matthew Ramby, he's right here. Well, I'm near the end and I just ain't got the time. Oh no, I'm podcasting and I can't find my way home. Hey, Shafi. Hey, hey. Uh, Shafi, I, li I like that drop. Uh, was that your comment on our inability <laughs> to tighten up our elevator pitch? I found that. No, I just found that at the last minute. It's Tim Heidegger talking about some his own. Well, like, well, it sounds like us at the start of this endeavor where <laughs> we were like, what's your podcast about? And we we're like, everything. <laughs> and we're still having trouble uh, focusing, so... Uh, yeah, hey, did, I... did you know that? Um, but, oh, by the way, welcome to episode eighty-five. Let me change that on the show sheet. Eighty-five. Um, the the big eight-five. Yeah, you always you think about it, you wonder about it, and then it's upon you. Uh, did you know that Clapton and Steve Winward were in another band besides Traffic together? That uh, the song parody was uh, from Blind Faith, which is. Featured Clapton and Winwood. I'm just—it's funny how you think you know the world, and then you learn something new all the time. I—I I guess the question now is, what band wasn't Eric Clapton in? It's a good question. <laughs> he was—he was in Cream. He was in the Yardbirds. 
He was in the Disraeli Gears. He was, in, <laughs> I think. Well, I, I tell think, you, he wasn't in one of the greatest bands in the world, Wings. So, I I don't know that for sure. The big wing, <laughs> right? That's he might true. have been. That's true. The Wings were a big band. A, he might have been hiding back there somewhere. Could have totally been a, a collaborator <laughs> too. I guess, like when you're, um, you know, the greatest guitarist that ever lived, then you're, you know, you're wanted. Yeah, you, in you, that, you find in yourself that whole, in that whole band you know, desperate for quality members scene. You're in a band, you need a new guy to play lead guitar to just shred on lead guitar. Who No lack of jobs. No lack of jobs. Who definitely. might you look for? Matthew, I uh I have a question for you. Is this a Q from the J or a Q from the SH? This is a Q from the ESH. The Edmund Schaefer Hall. So I sometimes find myself you know, kind of unable to sleep for whatever reason, uh, which is, is not a big were deal. You, um, were you um, crunching up Excedrin in your teeth? <laughs> that, that sometimes might Remember have that. My, ca- Remember? my caffeine intake might be linked to my occasional lack of sleep. Remember uh, that episode? I, I do, yeah. <laughs> That's what the it. real addicts do. They just crunch them up. Crunch them up in the teeth. <laughs> a little painkiller, a little caffeine. Had to get what could go had wrong? To get going somehow. For Thanks. some reason, I have this insomnia. There's really no explanation. Thanks go to on. the good people at the Bear Company or whoever it is. <laughs> that was a much younger Schaefer. I'm not saying that that's the reason you ha- that you sometimes have a little insomnia. What's think, what's going on at night? What's ha- uh, what happens know, at night, Schaefer? Schaefer, what happens at night? <laughs> When uh when all the uh when all the kids and moms and dads are in bed, and and no one's crawling around on the streets, but the uh, but the the rats and the vermin, and the single guys, uh, yeah. Sometimes you know I do a lot of things. Sometimes I'll you know play the guitar, you know work on some poems, or you know sometimes I'll uh I'll watch some classic episodes of Cheers. Uh, sometimes. Nice. You know, you tr- try to keep it low key, and uh, and you know, meditative. You know, not to you don't want to get yourself too wound up in the hopes right. that maybe uh, you'll go back to sleep. But sometimes you just wake up and you just know you're not going back to sleep, and that's <laughs> when I like to I like to go uh, to my grocery shopping because uh, the the Hancock H E B uh, is usually open twenty four hours. Um, and I think they're almost back there, even at, even in post pandemic. Uh, so, but I, anyway, I know that they were open. They were open the other day at five thirty or six a.m. Whenever it was, I think I woke up around five and kind of wandered out of the house around six a.m. Uh, it was still completely dark on the streets of Austin, Texas, and I went dry, drove south uh, down Waller Street to Seventh Street. You know, Seventh Street's a pretty major thoroughfare, and uh, you know you're kind of peeking around in the darkness, and just sailing down Seventh Street was this kind of like scruffy, kind of uh, kind of bedraggled young young man on a lime scooter, and you know it's, I realize it's possible that he's you know maybe a maybe he is a baker or something at one of the places downtown or something. He might've been on his way to work, but uh, I also kind of wondered to myself, Matthew, is this the age of the lime, lime scooter of shame? 
You think that guy, that guy was taking think, a lime scooter of shame? <laughs> I think that you're onto something there. Actually. <laughs> I, think, uh, I, I think that if he was a baker, it would have been even earlier. Oh, yeah. Um, And I guess people could be commuting in the morning on them, but it seems more likely that you have found yourself. You have awoken in a strange place. Your vehicle is not nearby. <laughs> Uh, and you stumble out onto the streets of Austin, Texas. You have the app. You can see where the scooters are. There's probably one near you, right? And then, yeah, you're headed. You're headed back to your crib on a lime, hoping that uh, nobody sees you. Hoping that no single vermin <laughs> catch a sight of you in the street. So hopefully, hopefully, no forty-year-old uh, creepers, forty-five-year-old creepers. Creeping around in their gray Toyota Camrys, catch you, catch you shamefully scooting. It really, uh, it really increases the range of the shameful things that University of Texas and, and other y- y- young people can do. You know, you can really, you can be shameful in a greater radius around. Uh, I, I think we should be. I think we should drill down a little further and dissect this terminology as we are wont to do on this program we are of course making reference to the walk of shame right yes where you have you have engaged in possibly a one night stand you might see him again who knows you don't have any plans to you're just trying to get home at this juncture and you wake up in a strange place and you have to walk up of course you see that in new york where you walk places for one thing. Oh yeah. Uh, in a Austin is somewhat walkable, but uh, we're a car culture here in Texas, and so you know it might be a ways to go. So out of necessity, the scooter comes in, right? Yeah. And you know, and I saw that. Go ahead. I think. Uh, I think. We can just call it, I think in this day and age, you know, we're a little more woke. We understand more what things we should be ashamed of and what things we shouldn't. I think, you know, maybe maybe in this day and age, we just call it a walk. Maybe just walking home. <laughs> maybe you got no shame. Maybe you're, I mean, first of all, right. you're riding on a lime scooter. So, yeah, you uh, got no shame. So you got, <laughs> I, <think>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I don't mean to, we don't mean to cast aspersions, but uh, it's just another walk home. You're scooting. I don't like the scooters because they're dangerous. Oh yeah, no, that's was, wearing, was this guy was this guy wearing a helmet? He was definitely not. No, of course not. Definitely not wearing a helmet. Yeah, and it was dark. Also, I'll also I suggested that it was uh, a one night stand or some kind of sexual congress. It could just be that you were partying all night. Yeah, that you. He might have been doing the responsible thing. Had been doing, had been doing blow all night, and you decided that you didn't (laughs) want to drive your car. Thank you, thank you, you responsible baker, possible baker, you young responsible baker, getting all that action. A lot of ways to interpret that whole scene. (laughs) But I'm glad you brought it to our attention. I'll keep my eyes open in the future and let let you know if I see him again. Then let's we'd know do if he was, a, he was a commuter or not. 
let's do a survey next time. Like, stop the guy. <laughs> Pull the guy Be like, hey, I'm doing a little, like, uh, <laughs> informal survey. Where you headed? Where you come from? What time is it? It's 5.30 a.m. in the morning. What's that? Is that? Your, your hair smells like booze. <laughs> um, which is fine. Clothes looking a little rumpled there, cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These clean clothes, freshly washed. Um, Imagining me in the Toyota Camry, just like slowly riding up on him, like we're both still moving. <laughs> I'm kind of like just got my hand out the window, <laughs> or just at a stop at a stoplight. You're like, yeah. "Hey, can I ask you? Just doing an informal survey here. Let Pardon me, uh, me, excuse me, me sir. A, let me get a little. Let me get a better look at that shirt of yours, there, young fella. <laughs> nice scooter. Where's your helmet? Okay. Listen, real quick. I don't mean to. This was a fascinating topic that I feel like we're going to revisit. Um, moving on. I want to invite One Magical Universe to my birthday party. All right. For the first time in a very, very long time, I'm excited about celebrating my birthday. And uh, we have the pandemic to thank. Uh, I will be like three whole days fully vaxxed uh, when we uh, celebrate Cinco de Mateo. I was born on the 5th of May. Uh, come down to the front page, Springdale General, Austin, Texas, for a happy hour party. Wear I your masks. I was born at 5.15 on a Wednesday. And actually, it's funny because Cinco de Mayo was on a Wednesday this year, but we're going to go for Friday. So come celebrate Cinco de Mateo on May on Friday, May 7th at the front page. It's going to be a hoot. Wear a mask unless you're fully vaccinated. Or no, wait, if you you still got to wear a mask if you're fully vaccinated. If you're fully vaccinated, everybody well, wear know, a mask. Let's just keep wearing them for the time until we figure out all this variant and all the other whatnot that might be going I, on. I think that we found out with the flu that we just need to be wearing them all the time. Yeah, all right. Going going forward, if you're in public, go ahead and put on a mask, which I like. It, it provides a level of anonymity that I'm quite comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, you're not alone. I think some people really enjoy that. It makes me feel like the Mandalorian. I know. I just, I like to wear as little clothing as possible at all times. So it's, well, we know this about you. There's <laughs> photographic <laughs> evidence. Article of clothing. <laughs> well, for me, you're like, it's one more article. It's one more piece of gear. You got to remember going out the house in the morning. Yeah. Um, my, my gear count is out of control. These days in the morning, it's um, it's my laptop bag and my lunch bag and my water and my tea. These are just the creature comforts. And there's the tools. There's the kids' food bag if I'm taking them to school. You know, um, it's outrageous. Did I lose you? All that stuff. It's a lot of stuff. So the mask is just one more thing. Anyway. Cinco de Mateo on Siete de Mayo a la uh, Cantina de Front Page in Austin, Texas. All right. Um, you heard it here first. Uh, look, we're going to. I got a bunch of dumb stuff to talk about, so let's start with your dumb stuff. It would be awesome if Kat and Jeff could come to that party. Well, they're probably going to be the only Americans who hear this. 
So, Dad's welcome know. to. If you can, and, if, and if Ellen you can, and Aunt A. If you can get here from Hyderabad, you're welcome. Also, but I'm looking All at right. our num. I'm looking at our numbers in the last month, and our our U.S. numbers are dwindling, <laughs> and our Indian numbers are soaring. If any of you Indian listeners want to come, I will find you a place to stay. I that is my promise to you. If you want to come, for sure, dude. We you will put you up family. somewhere. Yes. Uh, Matthew, did you catch any basketball over the weekend? I did not, Shafi. I'm, I'm not really a basketball watcher too much. Oh, Final Four, March Madness happened. Right. I was aware of all. That. I am. I am. I do watch like the sports on the local news. So I was it's really exciting because goings uh, on. Because last year it got canceled entirely. You know, a lot of a lot of the sporting events they found a way to do one way or the other. Just kind of faked it or whatever. Uh, but that one just got. That was right when we had to close down, and it was just outright canceled entirely. So Shut two full years since there was any March Madness, which. I think New York City is a town that takes its March Madness very seriously, and uh, I used to really enjoy going to tournaments in the Madison Square Garden and stuff. So I got New York kind of made me a real, gave me a real close relationship with college basketball. Um, I see people really enjoying the shit out of all of that. With yeah, the brackets. Fun. Yeah, and you get the your madness. Bracket. The first two weekends, the, there's the just Cinderella stories. So many games all packed into each other. Yeah, people upsetting people you know other you know it's it, it's a good time to get a vasectomy <laughs> is that right because oh, you that's what i've heard that's what that, that's what i've heard oh because you can just are very busy uh, right before march madness so you can just sit and watch just, basketball you have an excuse to just sit that's great yeah. uh i did not know that so we were in it's a huge, huge vasectomy holiday. We were actually, uh, I also attended the University of Houston. University of Houston Cougars were a number two seed, uh, and they did make it to the final four. Uh, the two games on Saturday, just as we were kind of, you know, sitting down to Easter dinner at my dad's, you know, whole, the, the whole family. Uh, and uh, U of H was playing Baylor in the first game. And it was, Exciting. oh, it was just a brutal, brutal ass kicking. Like oh, Baylor was just entirely under control. It didn't. It was just uh, one of the worst basketball games I've ever seen. So we were pretty down. Mm. And we have Happy Easter. The way my dad's is set up, you know, there's a, just a big open area. It's an open kitchen, open dining room, open living room. And so you know, we had that game on. You know, and the TV, you know, it's such a big place. Like, the TV is fairly large, but it's all the way in the corner. Like, it's it's not disruptive. And, you know, we didn't have the sound on anyway. So, you know, usually it seems like there's always a big sporting event, you know, whenever there's also a big family event that, you know, it just happens that way. Uh, and so I'm usually allowed to leave whatever it is on with, with no volume. And then I usually kind of sit with my back to the wall over in the corner by my dad. And then I can usually keep an eye on whatever game is going on. Uh, and it's really, it's not disruptive to the, to the meal at all. It's really, it's really a nice thing. So you think. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so that was all going on. We sat down, we ate, it was a lovely dinner. Uh, you know, they made some great stuff, you know, your, your hams and your, 
uh, spinach casseroles and stuff. And yes. okay. right as that Tell was ending, more. and there was time for uh, Patsy, my stepmother, to bust out the pies, which are, you know, those are big productions. Um, really impressive. <laughs> what time is it? It's pie time. Yeah, it's high, t- it's high time for pie time, my friend. Uh, <laughs> and that coincided with the first game ending, and then we noticed that there was kind of a long, a long lag between that and the second game. And, you know, folks are distributing pies and stuff, and I'm kind of locked in the corner. And then I realized that, like, they're setting up some kind of a big, like, arena stage. And then I realized that Miley Cyrus is about to perform. And I was like, uh, Kathleen, you need to go turn the volume up. And uh, there was a few, like, what? No. And then I was like, no, we definitely need to turn it up. And then, uh, and then Miley is Cyrus. Kathleen a Miley fan? Uh, Wait, you know, no, why did you I wouldn't have Kathleen say so, turn up because she was on the other side of the table, I see. so she didn't have to. She was nearer the. Yeah, I didn't have to extract herself from around the. Uh, right. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. So she hopped logistical, over. Logistical, purely. Right. And she did uh, that, and then everybody was just, and then Miley came out in like full Joan Jet gear. She even had like the kind of like cool like mullet. Yeah, uh, she's rocking a mullet these days. Remember, she's bringing the mullet back. And. We had a whole we had a whole episode about that and uh, and dressed yeah dressed head to toe in black leather and she had her band I I want to like I want to hang out with her backup band these days they are just the rockinest looking bunch of dudes uh, and then she proceeded to just rock us like every single like every single person at that table was like whoa that was amazing uh, my brother was like I guess Arena Rock just came back you know like right now. Uh, that was like the exact moment. It was she played "We Are the Champions" by Queen and "Heart of Glass" by Blondie, and she did it kind of like when Prince did his Super Bowl halftime show as as kind of like a medley, you know. So yeah, just like sure. I love a medley. Uh, so "Heart of Glass," "We Are the Champions," uh, that "Just Like the White Wing Dove" by Stevie Nicks. Um, uh huh. Is that on Rumors? No, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's that's a Stevie Nicks it's a solo, solo song, yeah. Right. And uh-huh. uh, gosh, what else did she do? She did "American Woman" by Guess Who, uh, and she did "Wrecking Ball," her own song. Uh-huh. I'm missing something here, though. Anyway, it was it was like a 25 minute tour de force performance. It was awesome, you know. And everybody, like I said, everybody at the table, no matter what generation we're in, we're like, wow. That was pretty. That was pretty darn cool. Um, so that was that was really fun, and and I'm so glad you hipped me to that because I'm a I'm a Miley fan and I uh, I want to look that up on the internet. Yeah, I'm gonna sure. dig it up. I'll try to put it on our our Facebook page. Hopefully, there's a version of it and. All of this, has, yeah, I, I texted Lori, you know, who's been on the show here. Like, Lori and Alex Battles and I were all kind of texting each other at the same time, being like, are you watching this? Yes, this is amazing. I never want this to end. Um, so it was, and it was, uh, gosh, it really, like, it really moved me in a funny, nostalgic way, too. Um, which... Uh, you know, at one point, I think when I was driving across Texas back yesterday, I think I was ready to talk about that. And now I'm not, not so much anymore. I don't have mm, mm. 
But I, I'll were, think about you it. Were still, you wait, you were still moved yesterday or you just want to encapsulate your thoughts better? Yeah, I just want to. Or, or just now you're like, was I really that moved? Or? No, I definitely was. <laughs> it was just, you know, yeah. yesterday I was driving in the car. I was thinking about it and thinking about nostalgia and, um, you know, I it's tough to say how much is just like me, you know, being 45 and like my hormones going nuts because like I'm a man of a certain age. <laughs> like, but, uh, but I I don't think it was just that. And uh, yeah, I had a you know it's while you're driving, it's a great time to think about things, but it's not a great time to yeah. make notes of things. Uh, right. The right. other the other thing that came from that got to do voice to text is there's going to be there's going to be a very uh, a very entertaining uh, song parody Schaefer song parody that's going to come out of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna play in Matthew space. So oh, look okay. for that. that look good. for that in a future episode. Oh, good. Um, it's funny. I also ran into Miley this weekend. Um, but from the past griffin uh was just looking for something to watch on the netflix because we've mined it for all of its quality programming already and uh and he came upon uh hannah montana the, the og hannah montana which i was too old for i didn't i never saw that show uh and we watched episode one <laughs> of hannah montana and how was it it, it the uh, interesting well, it, first thing, it's interesting because you know where Miley goes, you know, you know how far she goes with her artistry and whatnot and everything. And then Billy Ray is in it. Oh, I didn't know like, that. Yeah. They're a family. They're a, they're like a, a singer songwriter family from Nashville that has moved to California and um, they have their own names, but their last name is Stewart, Miley Stewart, Billy Ray Stewart. Uh, and Miley's best friend doesn't see Hannah Montana wears a wig, right? And but Miley's got a pal there in SoCal, her best buddy, and but her her best buddy doesn't know. This is the intrigue of the first episode. Her best friend doesn't know that she's Hannah Montana, and her best friend gets them tickets to a Hannah Montana show. <laughs> And she's like, Molly, this is great. We're going to go see Hannah Montana together. Woo. And like the kids at school are in, they're obsessed with Hannah Montana. Like it's a, it's a, already a big phenomenon in that world. And the whole episode is this, um, you know, three's company esque. like, uh, she, she wants Miley to go with her, but then she won't, but then she goes to the show and she gets backstage and she's meeting Hannah Montana and then Miley puts her face in a pie to obscure her face. <laughs> and, um, anyway, she finds out by the end of the episode and they're still friends. And then I guess the hijinks ensue after that. So, uh, <laughs> I'll be keeping one magical universe up to date on my, <laughs> my intake of Hannah Montana. By all means. Yeah, there's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of content there. Everybody loves it when I describe the plot of a kid's show. It's, right? it's one of my favorite things in the world. Maybe it's just the way that I encapsulate everything. I don't know. Um, oh, we also watched The Mighty Ducks this last weekend. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. 
I have never seen that one. I had never seen it either. But what happened to Emilio Estevez? Was he just too short for Hollywood? He turned into Martin Sheen. Have you seen him lately? He, he looks just like Martin Sheen. I know, but did he like? Did he sort of go crazy like Martin Sheen? Is that what? I oh mean? well, Charlie Sheen went crazy. I, I, right, but Charlie Sheen stayed making stuff. Yeah, and Emilio just faded. Oh, away. I see. Like, where did he get? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, maybe he I, didn't. Like, I guess at some it, point he like left Hollywood or pissed. Maybe Hollywood he didn't off go crazy, or, Matthew. Maybe he went sane in a crazy world. Maybe so. And uh, so I, I need to look into. Hey, if, if anybody has any idea out there, let me know. Get at me. What whatever happened to Emilio Estevez? <laughs> Get at us. Feedback at onemagicalhour.com. What happened to Emilio? I heard a rumor I heard a rumor about a Young Guns reboot. Don't toy with my emotions. No, I would I would never. And I, it's not just you. You know you know what, you know I'm a fan. <laughs> Let's see here. Young Guns 3. Well, uh, the Mighty Ducks. Listen, the Mighty Ducks was good. Here's I see why it became a franchise. Here you go, Matthew. This is of January 20th, 2021. Young Guns 3, Emilio Estevez and the gang are back in another blaze of glory. Okay. Okay, great. So it's not even like I thought great, it was going to be great. young kids. Doing it, but apparently, it's apparently, it's the Dermot Mulroney and uh, and uh, Lou Diamond, Lou Diamond Phillips, Phillips. Yeah, Keeper Sutherland. Oh my goodness gracious! The whole okay. Well, that's going to be terrible, but um, <laughs> I hope it's not. I hope it does. I hope it's good. Um, there are new faces in the frame. Also, Guardian of the Galaxy, Chris Platt, plus character actor Vincent D'Onofrio. Okay, so that's it. Sounds legit. We'll we'll probably go to the theater for that. I I will definitely be watching that one in the movie theater. Go to the theater for that. Yeah, the Mighty Ducks was um, it. It's another example of how they've moved the goalposts. Uh, It's PG. It's 1992, and like the things that the kids say and the way they talk to each other. Of course, Emilio Estevez plays Gordon Bombay. Who was a Pee Wee League star, but had this really like tragic um, <laughs> moments where he missed the goal to win the championship, and his coach was like a real just hard, hard man, and and uh, he's become this really successful lawyer, and he gets he's drink he he gets totally busted DUI. Because he's on top of the world and he just, he thinks he owns the world. And Well, you know, Gordon and Bombay sent- are both names for gin, which is funny. That's funny. Gordon Bombay. That's funny. And, and he was like a boozer. Um, and then, um, you know, he's sentenced to community service. And his community service is that he has to coach this peewee league team. Um, and he really finds himself <laughs> in the process. And the kids find... Uh, you know, winning. They're like down and out type of kids. They're they're like the the bad news bears of hockey. Movies. I love a I love a good uh, a troubled yeah, troubled so, troubled squad. A tr- I don't know why I never saw that. That was another one that like it was 1992, and I'm like, 
you know, 16, 17, and that seemed like a kid's Yeah, movie, we, were, we were a little cool for it at that time, I think. Yeah. So I, and then they've, there were three movies and, well, it, Griffin found they've made, there's a, a Netflix TV show with the, one of the girls from Parenthood. One of the daughters from Parenthood is in it. Wow. And I see, Emilio Estevez has a cameo in the first episode. It's called Game Changers, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. So it's a franchise that they've taken a very, very long way. But it's because the first movie is like, it's good, man. It's legit. It's a feel good movie, you know. It's got some it's got some quality nineties movies style to it. Should I give it an avocado review? Should this become official avocado I review? Think- it seems like I've reviewed a, we've talked about a lot of things and given no avocados tonight. What's up with that? Well, I will I will happily um, give I will happily give Miley Cyrus's uh final four performance eight avocados. I'm, okay, we got I might even give it nine Miley avocados. Cyrus. Okay. Um what was the uh, Hannah Montana? Yeah. I'm giving Hannah Montana six avocados just on the first that's episode. I'll keep watching it for sure. That's intriguing yeah, enough for, to like, make kids me show. That's for uh, also. It's like isn't Hannah Montana kind of like a uh, a joke or you know? It's like I mean, it was a phenomenon, but it's but Miley like transcended that, and so it kind of seems kitsch or something, right? Yeah, I'm really not sure, like honestly. Um. Uh, Maybe I'm, I'm uh, ascribing way too much meaning to it, which is like the basis of this podcast. And um, <laughs> so we got that one. Uh, Mighty Ducks. I'm, I'm going to go with seven avocados for that movie. All right. Congratulations, um, Emilio. Yeah. yeah. That guy on the lime scooter, I'm giving him like six avocados too. How you know? about... Like he's uh, going to make it home. Yeah. <laughs> Or to his job at the bank. Yeah. Good, good luck to him getting wherever... He, you know, he was getting where he needed to go, wasn't he? Uh, well, I'm I'm giving our breakdown of that whole situation seven and a half. Avocados. How about Matthew? Give me avocados for Young Guns one, Young Guns two, and then give me a projected avocado for Young Guns three. Okay, Young Guns one is like a masterpiece. I agree. Yeah, it's it's like that movie. I was I was a young gun when I went to the theater to see that. <laughs> Probably too young. I think it was one that my dad took me to, and it was rated R, but like. Man, that I, I that movie had me pumped up. You know, listen, I'm a guy from, I'm a Western guy with Western sensibilities, no doubt. and I like a good Western, and it was a lot of fun. Young Guns two, not a bad film. Better soundtrack. Film, I give a six. Soundtrack, I give a seven point five. Yeah, I'm with you there. Young Guns yeah. three, Young Guns three. I'm projecting a five or a four point five. <laughs> what if? Uh, look, I don't know. Who should? So they got Bon Jovi. For, who should they get for the new soundtrack? Miley. Miley. All right. That okay. Easy. Then uh, <laughs> if the soundtrack's full of Miley, then I'll go see the film. You know, Miley did some work with uh with Wayne Coyne. What if it's a what if it's a Miley and Flaming Lips collaboration? Miley and the Flaming Lips doing old in. old country music for the uh, Young Guns Three soundtrack. I'd go to Oklahoma. For <laughs> you that. heard it here first. Pay attention to us. We have good ideas. There, there was one other. We're doing a lot of uh, nostalgia, I feel like, tonight. And I just wanted to mention one other tidbit. Uh, our super fan friend, Adam, had found a skate deck at a remodel that was being thrown away. And it was a new skate deck. 
I mean, it was in really pristine condition. It was a crappy graphic on it, but, but it was fine. And he had given it to Griffin and Griffin has worn out. This is my six year old son. I gave him a, (laughs) I gave him a skateboard Christmas before last. So what is that? 16 months ago. And he has worn out a skate deck in 16 months. Like legitimately the there's uh tear out on the ends mm-hmm. where he's laid it down on the pavement, you know, they call that something like razor edge or something. Um, and it, he was, he could use some new gear. So he had some, he had some Christmas money that we've been saving to put, wheels and bearings and trucks and some grip tape on this deck and we we this last weekend we we went to the skate shop how exciting and i spent a lot i spent a lot of time at the skate shop in in lubbock texas because uh we lived um my parents had split up we lived in an apartment near the mall my mom and i could walk to the mall i was i would i would walk to the mall by myself I'm like 11, 12, and uh, I would hang out. I would see kids at the mall that I would know, but also I would just go to the skate shop and just hang out there. Gadzooks was a skate shop there. But we went to uh, Zoomies in the domain um, and uh, had a really good experience. We Actually, we it was raining. It was Saturday morning, and the internet said that they opened at 10. But we got there at like 10.20 in the rain, this is an outdoor mall at the domain. There's like no covering. So mm-hmm. we're like running through the rain and we get to the door and the guy inside, he's at the register and he's just like, the door is locked. And the guy inside is just like, he says, he just shakes his head and does like the cut sign. And I'm like, what? And maybe he saw Griffin standing there. I don't know. He came and I unlocked the door and he was like, oh, you know, our COVID hours are different. We don't really open until 11. And I was like, oh, the internet said you're open at 10. And he's like, oh, you guys come in. And then he, um, Joshua, he was the manager of the store and he totally hooked us up, helped us out, got us all outfitted. You know, at the back of the skate shop, there's like the counter where you like build custom decks, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so much fun. Did you, that was a little bit of nostalgia for me. So did you bring in the one that Adam had found? Yeah, we brought in the deck that Adam found and we just bought... We just bought the gear. We just bought the trucks. What do you remember the name and the make on that deck? Um, the deck was Fritz Boards, but it was this. The graphic was this really satanic looking thing <laughs> with like skulls, like iridescent skulls piled up and pentagrams, and it said "Ditch Witch." All right. <laughs> um. Actually, we had already scratched up the graphic using that board as a, a as a toboggan during Snowpocalypse. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was great. We got um, we got a great full grip tape on top that says Thrasher. You know, it's di- the configuration is different from when we were kids. When we were kids, there were rail guards. You know, yeah, you'd have the, these plastic guards on the side, and then like there was the tail guard thing too none of that these days also i remember the grip tape being segmented on the top well you can cut your grip tape up however you want 
Right. Yeah. Right. yeah no, it's yeah. well. Well, now it's common to have. Now it's common to have just full grip. Yeah, cover the whole on. thing. Let for maximum. Uh, mm. You don't want your foot to hit a place yeah. that doesn't have it and skid. Yeah, Griffin really loves skating, so he'll probably be a delinquent and on drugs, smoking by the time he's fourteen. We'll see. Uh, you know, Shafee and Dottie really want to we'll take it up. Uh, I've got them. I've got a well, bongo board for them, so they can kind of practice. So I think they they should be ready soon. Yeah, fun times. You know what I'd really like right What's now? What's that? And this is unusual, but I would really enjoy an Easter poem. <laughs> Excellent. I just have a I just have a hankering. Funny you should say one, that. You know? Dottie and I oh. were hanging out yesterday afternoon. And she wanted to write a poem about she she got a she got a hot pink stuffed plush rabbit, you know, in her Easter basket. So we decided to write a poor killing some time on the patio while everybody else is taking a nap. So Dottie and I collaborated on this poem about her plush stuffed rabbit. It's called it's called Pinkie Pie. Bunnies are all over the place right now. For it is spring, and the abundance of Easter has left the biological galaxy of eggs and mammals, etc. Pinkie Pie, the hot pink bunny, colors with chalk with Dottie on the patio. Her hot pink eyes shimmer brightly. Tonight is in the future, as distant as the sky. The daytime moon winks through the clouds at Dottie. They share the secret. Summer is near. I love an Easter poem as if it were a genre. It's fun to collaborate with Dottie because she just like, you know, like the, like she just freestyles totally like that eyes shimmering brightly thing that was hers. And she just repeats it and repeats it and then moves on and it slowly evolves into something else. And then I just kind of sit and write down lines and kind of take, you know, adjust them however I want to. And then she just keeps going. It's really a, it's a real easy creative relationship. It's fun. It's good to have a good creative relationship like this one. Yeah, definitely. Nice and easy. Always brings a smile to my face. Well, episode 85 was another classic. I have, you know what I, I would do if I were a listener of this program? What would you do? Oh, I would go and give us an Apple review, an Apple podcast. Review. I, I would I would click five stars and I would write... I would put it right there in the in the field, in the text field, uh, with some descriptive niceness. I guess. Uh, but that's just me, you know. You know, I I take the road less traveled. So, but if you but if you're not like me, I mean, if you are like me, <laughs> give us a review on Apple Podcasts, but not because we love you. But in spite of the fact that we love you. And because we because love you. Enjoy you. The show. Oh, I'm mad too. And in the meantime. I just want to remind everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. And in the and meantime, everyone remember, poor the choices. The sweeter of the wine.